podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. That is Josh Landy, sidekick, sidekick Josh. I'm here. You're looking supreme as ever, branded yeah. up. Thank you, of course. Yeah. I haven't seen that one before. Um, yeah, it's just fairly recent this season. You have new supreme gear every week. Fact, there's a new drop, is that what they there's call it in the business? Week. Yeah, there's a new drop new every drop. week. Yeah. So most of the weeks I get something new, yeah. That is, that is true. We're joined by stalwart... Uh, footballistically Arsenal regular Alan Alger. How are you doing, back? Boyd? Good. You? Yeah, great to be here. Excellent. And newbie, very exciting newbie, actor, no less, and Nadim Naman. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. Who you also you have a, so you have two separate Twitter accounts. One for your yes. acting thespian work, and one for dedicated to your Arsenal fandom, which I believe is North Bank Nadine. That's correct. At North Bank Nadine. Yeah. Just because you're new to the, to fill us in on where, where do you season ticket holder? I am, yes. Where do you sit on the North, North Bank, Bank? Obviously, uh, <laughs> <laughs> work that out. North Bank uh, behind the corner flag because that's the cheapest one. And oh, okay, it's uh, boy can't relate to that. I can. I'm down in the cheap seats. Boy's up in Club Lane. Can't relate to down in the stood in the North Bank for years. Long, long up before as I was nipper. going. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm now in club level, yeah, it's true. Very nice. I've been there once or twice for the uh, yeah. like the League Cup and stuff yeah. with some mates. It's, it is great, I have to say. Yeah. It's like flying business class, isn't it? It's amazing when you're doing it. It is and a bit like really Hard to go back once Hard you've been. Go back. Once well, it's you've not been, like exactly. the upper class. So if it's, it is like more like premium economy. Okay. And then you've got upper of, of, the, of the boxes and all that That's right. stuff, yeah. That's a yeah. good analogy. It's good premium analogy, economy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, I think it's fair to say, I was looking at your Arsenal-based Twitter feed, and it's fair to say you've, you're very much staunch Arsene Wenger in that. When, when back in the day, back in the when day. everything was defined by it, pro or anti, yeah. you, were, you were staunch pro. Yeah, yeah, I was. And do you know what? I think, I, looking back on it now, I just got into a bit of a, uh, a cycle of just wanting to defend everything to do with the club because I just got so riled by <laughs> the, na- the nationwide mocking of Arsenal and I just sort of I just became a permanently glass half full fan I just yeah. I just I just think that if you look back on it now of course it was time for change and I and I said two years before before he went I said you know yes I think we need a new manager but he's here so I'm not gonna be down on my club about it because at his very worst we were still playing European football and winning trophies at Wembley and that's what I remember in 20 years time and sure. if, yeah, I mean don't get me wrong I could yeah. talk to you for an hour about oh, yeah, the, the flaws as yeah. well but yeah I don't enough. think it was ever as bad as people made out. Okay, okay. Uh, we won't get into that now because we've got we're in a new world of ex- and now that we've drawn at Liverpool one all. I mean, obviously we're going to win the league and everything's going to be brilliant. <laughs> and um, or maybe we'll get in the top four. Alan, were you there on the in uh, against? Liverpool? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I th- it was a, I, a first. Of all, it was a, I thought it was a brilliant game. Yeah. And sometimes when you're there, 
and you think, is this game as really as good as I think it is? And then you can't, I can't went back and watched it on my BT Sport recording, and then they were going on about how brilliant a game it was. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it was a really good game. Very, very exciting. Um, and kind of brilliant to come back from one nil down, etc. Et so how, what, was your, what was your impression of the whole thing? Yeah, I thought that. I thought it was a really good game. And, and again, you do, yeah, you sometimes have to check, because sometimes it could be because the atmosphere, which was obviously mm. fantastic from, from yeah. minute one, and then you sometimes have to check, really, was it such a good game? But I also thought we totally outplayed Liverpool in, in passages and um, tweeted as such and said that, you know, I thought that they were a bit lucky because, all right, you can debate VAR and, you know, decisions and things like that, but you don't know what's going to follow after that. I mean, if they'd have scored that goal much earlier, it meant that they'd have sat back for a longer period of the game than when they actually scored. So I don't think you can ever match up those kind of things. They might have been unlucky with one decision, but I thought overall we at least deserved a point and they were probably lucky to, to leave with one. Mm. Um, but, you know, I got told I was completely wrong, mainly by Liverpool fans. It's amazing, really, how many people abuse you when you're positive about your team. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. more likely you're going to get a be abuse for being positive about your yeah. team. I mean, I'll just try and be honest either way. Yeah. But obviously... Liverpool fans are interesting, um, aren't they? Because I feel like... God, God dear. They're, they're more than interesting. They're, 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 they're literally, horrific. Literally, <laughs> some of my best friends are Liverpool fans, so I have to be careful. Um, and I do a fortnightly podcast, GQ Strike, with a big Liverpool fan. Um, but... I do feel like there's a there's a big I feel there's a big sense of superiority from Liverpool fans, which is you, can, you know from, based on the history and I mean they do play brilliant football now, or at least kind oh, of. I don't they think were, they did the other well, night. Well, I was going to say I don't think they didn't against I, us. I and, actually expected to see something that I didn't see. Yeah, that's true. Um, and there was well, a Liverpool fan sitting behind me um, yeah. who cheered the goal and, and got away with that in a, in a mass area of the, yeah. of the um, upper west, which I, I find bizarre, but. I, I then got talking to him towards the end. Yeah, I said, "What's well, expected more?" And he said, "We haven't played well for for right. quite a long this while." This is the truth of it. I think yeah. that they, they, they've they've had this incredible um, unbeaten run. Let's talk about them for a minute. But actually, they haven't been firing on all cylinders, yeah. and their front three particularly has has been disappointing. I think. I mean, they've scored you know a fair number of goals, but but I, I thought they weren't that great against us on Saturday. And, in, and at some points, you thought I felt they were playing for a draw. I don't, you watched it. You weren't there, but you watched it I couldn't agree live. anymore. And yeah. I, think, I think if you, you know, we've been talking a lot about Arsenal's run recently, about the length of it and, and how, how exciting it's been. And I know Liverpool have done very well in the Premier, Premier League, but they did lose in the Champions League. They lost in the League Cup to Chelsea. And it hasn't been the flowing football of last season, mm. certainly from, from what I've seen. And I, I just think, the most impressive thing about our performance on Saturday was how average we made the famous front three look. I mean, there's our defence, which is much maligned. And you've got Kolasinac back from an injury. You've got Mustafi, who's just a bit of a cowboy, isn't he? I mean, I, I love him sometimes. Um, but, you know, it's far from our first choice back four. And they all did their jobs brilliantly. And largely down to um, Xhaka and Torreira, who I thought were class mm. Um that gives that gives everything more stability. But we, we found a way to make a team that's been three years in the making, we found a way to nullify them for most of the game. And we've only been with Emery for three months. So I, I just yeah. I loved it. I yeah, absolutely yeah. loved it. It was weird, wasn't it, um, Josh? Because um, like lots of players, like Xhaka had an incredible game. It, it's, I've, we know, but he has been suddenly. So already, suddenly, everyone's saying, "Oh, I've always thought he was brilliant. <laughs> you know, he could do no wrong." And <laughs> I only know one person that was always saying he was brilliant from minute one. Who was that? Uh, it's a guy oh, on right, Twitter at was the Gooner. Yeah, but um, I saw someone today. Has. I saw a prominent tweet today who I've already forgotten who it was saying. Um, 
you know, are people suddenly people, you know, realizing how good Jucker is and they just didn't realize it before? And I was like, well, no, I don't think he has been that great. I, I think I, I was watching him with my eyes yeah. since he but joined there has Arsenal. There's something in that, even, you know, not to get it back to Arsene Wenger, but every single game last year, he, he was picked. There was, there oh, was something yeah. in there that, yeah. that he was more or less undroppable. And, and that's continued under a new manager who hasn't really been scared to, you know, drop players or leave mm. them on the bench or, you know, not go with it. So there's obviously something there that maybe mm. you know the Arsenal fans didn't really see, and it's have been rewarded, and it's kind of fortunate, isn't it? Because obviously Guendouzi ended up being suspended. Mm. Kalasnac got back, sort of rushed just just back in time. Otherwise, it you know it might have been forced into not seeing Xhaka in his his regular position. But it it worked out brilliantly. I agree completely with the team. I thought that the two centre midfield pairing was what you know, dictated that we were, you know, entirely competitive in the game. I thought a draw was completely fair. You know, you came away thinking they've had great chances. I mean, I saw Dermot Gallagher today on Sky also saying he felt they should have had a penalty when Van, Van Dijk went up for the header um, and it ended up hitting the post. Leno was was that late coming in and sort of, you know, took, yeah. took him out. Um, and I think when you put that together, the fact they had a legitimate goal chalked off, you know, it, it's a point. But it's just so mm. encouraging because I was sitting there with 10 minutes to go going, We've been here before, you know. We've but we, we played promising. the better football. We definitely but, played the better football. Yeah, we were, it was so encouraging, and it keeps the unbeaten run going, and that's something to hang on to as well. Just, just going back to Xhaka quickly. Yeah, I think it's some. I think he's summed up by the fact that three or four times a game he does something that people in the stadium that like to shout at our players and shout abuse, he will do that three or four times a game. But the thirty, forty times he does something really simple that actually really helps our play. Mm. Those guys don't see that. So when he has a free kick to take and he just has that complete, you know, brain melt and just, you know, kicks it off the pitch or completely misses the player he was going for, that's the chance for them to start shouting abuse. But they're not marrying that up with all the other stuff he does during a game. So I think I think there might have even been people that left the Emirates the other night saying, that, oh, I don't think he was too good, but... Um, you mean get against Liverpool? Even? Yeah, yeah. I, I still think, still think yeah. some people may have come away from that game. But I'm not, Maybe. I'm not one of those that that was praising him and saying people were missing things, and also wasn't going overboard <laughs> either. But but he's, uh, I thought he's, weren't his somewhere stats, in between his stats right. against Liverpool were fantastic, fantastic, yeah. and they were better than they normally are, weren't they? He's not his stats haven't been, you know. I mean, I haven't checked week in week out. I think you're right. I think over the season as a whole, his stats have been pretty similar to last year. But I think an interesting thing with Xhaka is part of it is down to a misinterpretation of what he was brought in to do. I think that there was this, for whatever reason, because I have to admit I didn't know much about him before he joined us, there was this huge decision made, oh, we've brought this defensive midfielder, this unit from Mönchengladbach, who's going to come in and sort out all of our defensive midfield problems. But he was never that player. He was just a passer of the ball. And and, and I think what's happened now, finally, there's someone next to him who yeah. enables him to just get on with that doing the defensive work. So it's almost like it's a compliment in a way that we don't notice him mm. too much because he's just yeah. passing the ball and keeping the ball for us. Is he it... the Petit of the Petit Vieira thing Petit, where yeah, Vieira was making... Like, I hope I hope they suddenly become yeah. that. But... I, was, I mean, Torreira was yeah. like, yeah, the pint size. The, is the Vieira, Vieira. yeah. yeah. And, uh, but both, and let's yet, hope so. And yet both of them are capable of, of brilliant tackling though as well. Mm. Torreira is like, he, I mean... He, he is a little terrier running around mm. getting the ball. The amount of times he got one, got the ball back off mm. one of their players yeah. in the most 
brilliant way. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And Xhaka had that brilliant tackle, didn't he, um, in the penalty area yeah, against Salah? Salah, yeah. Salah yeah. which yeah. was like greeted with as if he like won the league. Yeah. By Especially it. when you you, you know you rewind <laughs> even just till last Sunday and he's given away a penalty at Crystal Palace and you go in there yeah. and you get it oh wrong. My God, it's a hundred percent penalty yeah. and the whole atmosphere would have gone and yeah. Yeah. sucked the life out of him. So yeah, it was an amazing challenge. And, he, and he, even Torreira had a you know wonderful opportunity to score where he sort of you know all yeah, ended up right. in front yeah. of him. Just, and yeah. you oh. thought if he, he hits that like either yeah. side of the keeper from where he is you're gonna but I feel like that was unusual that the the, it was from Jucker it almost went they'd rather let him have the the shot and sort of worry about the other players around him and that's why it opened up I I met sorry going back to that as well but I thought it was unusual Jucker was so incredible like I mean I I thought he was like potentially Terrell was a fisherman but Jucker was up there and both of them ran that midfield but it's almost like Liverpool kind of just ignored the midfield mm. at various yeah. points and yeah. were playing quite long weren't they it was an but, interesting but it, it wasn't like that's not happening it has not been happening week in week out and in fact of course you see now, now that we played so brilliantly including the first half against Liverpool people seem to forgetting that we actually we've been poor haven't we in every first half pretty much of the season even in the games where we won well I had in a question for Al because you know to, to go 10 Premier League games without leading at half time yeah. I assume that's the first time in Premier League history Arsenal have done that I mean I, I haven't gone and checked it I thought maybe you you I don't had. have that stat but you'd have thought so in Premier League it's history, very unusual I mean okay maybe statistically unusual those early I think it was 93 94 95 was pretty poor wasn't it but even then we were scoring enough goals that maybe just to get in yeah front. I can't because I can't say we'd have ever got to 10 I thought you were going to say would it change the half time full time odds it wouldn't at all because they're all derived from the the match odds Right, so even going forward, you know, would you be laying? You wouldn't no, be you looking wouldn't. to lay I mean, Arsenal leading you, at half time as we go forward. Well, that, that's the interesting thing because that is one thing where you can take advantage of bookmakers' odds because everything is derived from the full time price. So the half time price won't change, even if we went twenty games without leading at half time to back the other team or the draw. The half time draw just wouldn't change at all because it's all derived from right. will Arsenal win the match. So not about how that's, many... that's where some interesting sort of gains can be made in uh, in betting. That is interesting, but 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 the point but the point of this is that our first half performances have been it has taken us an incredibly long time yeah. almost every single game to get our act together. But and yet on Saturday against Liverpool, right from the start we looked, I thought we looked an incredible unit. Like it was really working yeah. as a unit for the first time. Well, that first fifty minutes, I think, were three, four, you know, okay opportunities yeah. to score a goal. But also and... the shape, isn't it? On one of the, um, yeah. did you what? I think it was on either BT Sport or Match Day. One of them was pointing out how. They kept the shape and incre- like they would. They, they all came back. We, when Liverpool had broke, we reverted back to our shape, and it was incredible discipline yeah, right. that we had, which we have not, but has not been present and it was, for years. It was there in the in the last few minutes as well, and, and right. connect, connecting that point to the Xhaka point with the tackle on Salah. I I also noticed Mkhitaryan did one yeah. on Mane. Yeah, he got, was, he was one of our first players back. Yeah. yeah, and Mane is obviously so mm. quick and that was the moment I was going, oh no, here we go. This yeah. is it. Because yeah. that, that's where we've been before, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I had but, to double check who the player was that was tracking him yeah. and then realised it was... And yeah, it was just that as soon as we lost the ball, mm. all game, there was someone getting back into the right place mm. whoever it was and and it was it was terrific to see and i think that's what you know that's what i find the most exciting thing about this season is it's just it sounds daft because we've been blessed over the years with some some great great teams and great performances but just to to be watching a team again confident in their jobs and then the responsibilities they have and i think maybe that is that will give us the confidence now to start playing well in the first half because yeah. because yeah, the do, personnel yeah. change from game mm. to game don't they mm. and and he's playing strong teams in the cups so on a on a weekly basis you've got two or three different 11s 
And maybe now they'll all start to just have the confidence in the system rather than who's next to them, yeah. and and that might make I mean, it more fluid. Absolutely, and I thought the boldness of the, the boldness of the team selection was was fantastic. This I've been you know going on for weeks about how he, he should pick Lacazette and Aubameyang automatically, and, he, and Ozil, and then he even picked Mkhitaryan. Well, it was the first time Mkhitaryan, right. Ozil, Aubameyang, Lacazette had all been picked as a yeah. four. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it kind of worked. In fact, I guess Aubameyang, if you were being harsh, who we was substitute, wasn't he? Was didn't have an amazing game, but still, but I think up to job, that point, I think yeah. Lacazette had had an even quieter game yeah, than Bamiyan. Really, I was actually I thinking, oh, has, has he made the right decision yeah, there? And obviously, weird. Lacazette scores. So, what do I know? But I probably would have had Ramsey instead of Mkhitaryan. Yeah, or yeah, a lot of people were saying in, like, in his unfavoured yeah. position. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. and Awobi, yeah, big case for Awobi. Yeah, he's been great, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah. He's been, yeah. he's been brilliant. Leno sort of made some comments after the game, so supporting what you just said there, Boyd, about sort of tactic, tactical improvements. He sort of said the defence is getting better. We don't always run up front and nobody at the back. Tactically, it's one step better than at the beginning of a season because it needs time and it also needs time now in the next few weeks. If we work like this and play like this, we could have a great season. And I think that's the point we've almost been trying to make on the podcast in the last few weeks. I think Arsenal were probably fortunate to go on the unbeaten run that they've been on and you know mm. just get victories. But the argument must be, under a new manager, if ever there is going to be a time where it's a little bit shaky, it's going to be that first sort of three, four months. And it's encouraging to sort of see the players even say themselves, they feel more confident in the system, that they're getting better. Because if we manage to avoid defeat for, you know, what is it, 14 games now? Yeah, yeah 14, 14, yeah. I mean, a lot then, of people... You know, yeah. what's going to happen when they feel incredibly confident with the system and there is a, probably a more settled team, despite the fact that we're not ever quite sure what the you know, 11 is. It probably will be because Koscielny will be back soon. Monreal is going to be back and it will be a more settled team. Even even the, the fiercest Wenger critics aren't right to say the immediate change in that 12-game winning run was was Emery it wasn't at all because obviously as you just said there they were all learning on the job it's just that luckily that progressed along with getting some lucky results as well Mm. so now you're seeing that against Liverpool my only fear is that that first half against Liverpool had to be like that because of the quality of the opposition I know I said they didn't play well but I just mean the perceived quality of the opposition so therefore when we go back to being strong favourites for a game which will be this weekend, uh, Sunday at home against Wolves, we do need... To, I don't think we'll have the impetus to start like that because Wolves won't be on us immediately and playing sort of three you know, world-class players up front. So it's going to be a totally different game. And what we want to see and what we've been saying for years and years is that adaption to each kind of uh, opposition that we play. I think that's a really you good can't point. criticise it, yeah. Because I was, um, I was talking to someone yesterday uh, about what you just described, the perceived change mm. under Emery. And there's, there's been, you know, he was saying, oh, at last, you know, it's um, flat, we're flat-track bullies and we're beating everyone we should be beating. And it's that really mm. weird uh, perception that you then suddenly have to beat the rivals and it's all on those games. Mm. But I remember, two, it was only two seasons ago we, we, when we first dropped out of the Champions League by one point. That was the season. We didn't, we didn't miss out on the Champions League because we lo- lost to the rivals. We, we, that was the season we lost 3-0 at Palace. 3-1 at West Brom, mm, mm. nil nil against Stoke, and and it was so. What I've what I've really enjoyed is is us finding a way, even when playing badly, to get those lucky in inverted commas yeah. wins against the smaller clubs, and 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 they've given us the confidence, I think, to start the game like we did on on Saturday, mm. because all it takes is a slip up against a, lo- a lower side um, like United have had this season, and you see the the criticism and, and the the morale, yeah. and and that's what we, we've been so lucky to avoid that with a new manager. And to not have all this same old Arsenal, 
labelled on us. So it will be really interesting to see how, now we've got this one out of the way, the big side, what what, what do we do? Yeah. As Alan said, against Wolves, how how much do we go for them or just like, do that old sure. school thing of being yeah. patient? Yeah, I think patience is like the new, I feel like that's the new thing that he's instilled in them. Like, and just, men, and funny enough, mental strength, which was the thing that, you know, Arsene went on about every single week, week in, week out, which we never had. We haven't had it for like 10 years. I feel now we've got it, like mm. properly, you know. So when we went one down, when we go, we go one all down against Liverpool, and I was, I was thinking, oh, you know, we'd probably come back from this yeah. because. No collapse. No collapse. Yeah. And, just, and just, but also the way that there's an incredible intrinsic confidence about, I feel, the exuding kind of positivity and patience. So when there was a there was a moment there was a period in the game I think it was in the towards the end of the first half where we had a, we had the ball for about like eight, seven eight minutes we didn't give the ball away and nothing happened we didn't get anywhere either but I felt like that didn't mean no one got frustrated with it and you know and everyone was kind of like oh we'll just try this again there's almost like I feel like I am understanding his Unai Emery's philosophy which seems to be don't worry about it if you if you cock up or don't worry if you if it doesn't work if one thing doesn't work just keep going on and on and on kind of keep doing the same trying the same yeah. thing keeping the ball and something will happen eventually and it kind of is working and it works because the environment now at the Emirates is that much more positive that yeah you know I do feel there's a moment where like you know let's use Iwobi as an example of someone who's spoken about how he feels more confident and being encouraged to keep going a year ago, if Iwobi had you know, gone down and lost the ball, or there'd be that groaning from the crowd, yeah. whereas now there isn't. That's gone, so that has to provide a better environment for the players. Even if they do go a goal down like they did against Liverpool, it isn't the, the expected groan. It's the, the actual, the immediate roar to try and get back in the game and, and sort of will the team on. And, and yeah, it's a pleasure to go yeah. to games again in that respect. Yeah, the atmosphere was incredible, wasn't it? Because it, was like, it, was, it, was like, it was like a midweek nighttime game because it was already dark and so floodlights were on. It was just... But everyone just felt incredibly excited about playing Liverpool and just... It's also always a good game. I mean, Alan's probably got more stats than I do, but you know, the number of goals in yeah. Arsenal-Liverpool games has been exceptionally high, so there's an expectation for you know, two teams that are going to you know, provide a good fare or whatever the expression should be. And, and so it proved it, it was a great game and the, you know, the, the cliched you know, great advert for the Premier League. It was. I just you'd, think... You'd been at West Ham just before? Yeah, I went to two games that day. Game. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I missed I missed four goals at West Ham from <laughs> trying to get to the Emirates on time. Which um, yeah, so I missed the best part of that game. Uh, I was just going to say I'm not so sure about that toxic atmosphere thing and the excuse for the players. I, I, I think last year we played against Liverpool at home and and it was as good an atmosphere. I think it was just before Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, it it was. was a Wednesday night or something like that. But it was it was still um, you know a late game where the, the, you know. Um, I think the kids were off school, so everyone was sort of there, uh, and capacity crowd. And I think I think we still got behind the team in that in that game as well. I'm not so sure that there was that much criticism of the players. Although I think I said to Xhaka, "Don't shoot," and he did, and then we <laughs> yeah, equalised. Flew so. in. <laughs> yeah. That was the uh, that was the the amazing Özil bounce it into the yes. ground. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. But, but, but I mean, isn't that amazing? Like you think that was just uh, was that just after he signed his new deal? Just I before. Think so yeah. Just, so yeah. that was. Like what a funny year he's had. That yeah. He was that at that time. It was that he has to stay. We need him. We can't be without him. Then he had his awful summer, and then now over the last few weeks, we're starting to see mm. see him go get back into the swing of things. Talking like, of funny years, <laughs> what have we done for the first time in absolutely ages in the last ooh. couple of weeks? In the last couple of weeks, yeah. Interesting. Uh, um, have we won all our 
You know, since they start. The so European. our last Premier League draw prior oh, to yeah. Palace we haven't drawn f- and the first draw. F- yeah, yeah, first draws for. Well, since the 3rd of January. So yeah. it was only three wow. days into the year that we had a Premier League draw. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Brilliant. And then after and that, Palace. we've ended up with two uh, in October and November and all the, all the months in between. Yeah, no that, draws, no, no Premier League draws. No, it's good. No, it's amazing. We'll talk more about that incredible stat. Well, maybe not after this break. <laughs> Footballistically, Arsenal is lubricated by Watney's Pale Ale. Watney's Pale Ale, the Footballistically Arsenal Beer of the Month. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. I did want to mention, talk about, you mentioned Ozil, because he, he was, I, I was annoyed with him. I mean, I, I often, people often accuse of me being unfair to Ozil, but I was, after he, he had that brilliant game two weeks ago, then I thought he was incredibly mediocre last week, but then he was kind of in between, this against Liverpool, I think he was perfectly decent and had some really unlovely little touches, didn't he? But I thought that was promising, in fact, that he, you know, he kind of, I wonder whether, and I wonder then I thought, well, even though Liverpool kind of were pressing, they weren't pressing as hard as, hard as they sometimes do, were no. they, against us? Not as hard as we were. Not either. as hard as we no. were, right. So I almost felt like he, had, he kind of had more space than you'd think normally. When he's got space, he, kind of, he, he will come up with the goods, won't he? But it's like when, as soon as he's being pressed consistently by someone, I almost feel like he doesn't give up, but I just feel like he doesn't seem to have necessarily a way out of that. Yeah, I think true. the other players helped him. Yeah, I, I, think, I think there was a lot of help. There was... A lot of the time, I mean, if it, I've watched the goal a few times, mm. and we have the ball for ninety six seconds, but a lot of those are backwards passes yeah. to restart, and everyone wanted the ball during that passage of play. There's actually a passage on about twenty thirty seconds where there's three headers in midfield where they go bounce, 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 and then get it back. And all right, the goal against Fulham was a lucky header that, that Ramsey played, but it's just it's almost like. Those little things are going for us. Yeah. Just I know what you mean. The ball yeah. sticking to us, and yeah. Yeah. maybe that's confidence as well. I don't know, but I that was such a good passage of play. And there wasn't a press to be seen from from Liverpool because we had it in three in in every third of the pitch. We had a decent passage of play where we just didn't get pressed at all. So um, and then obviously the, the the only person who presses for Liverpool in the whole thing is the keeper Allison. He comes out yeah. and sort of obviously presses the shot. Yeah. And that's how we score the goal. Well, so I, thought made, I thought that was almost like a kind of, again, like an arrogance about Liverpool. They, they were like, again, that period that I was mentioning where we, where we did the similar thing. Yeah. We were passing it backwards around for about eight, nine, ten minutes. And they were just like, what, let them do it, what they're doing. They're not going to hurt us. And I almost feel like maybe from Van Dijk or someone who is, was incredible. Mm. Yeah, I think is. if he, he is absolutely unbelievable. I feel, mm. Like always popping up and stopping last minute chances. But I think like he is, he's, he's got them sitting there going, well, you know, you can try and get past us, but you That's won't. It. And even uh, on match of the day, they even showed a graphic of there was a period in the second half where Liverpool had 11 men in their own half and within the width of the 18-yard box. Yeah. And they were using that to demonstrate Emery's communicating with the with the fullbacks to use the width. Mm. And I think, in, going back to what Alan was saying about the build-up to the goal and all those passes, it was almost like that arrogance sort of like, come on then, try yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that there's nothing... That I'm quite happy to watch that. Cause it, yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. It, it, yeah. it works more often than not, and especially in the second halves this season, it, it's, it's working. And and I think that Ozil, in those sort of situations where teams sit back against us, which, let's face it, happens more often than not, he is limited, 
but that's okay if everyone else is mucking in. Mm. Whereas I feel like in the past few seasons, there's been this give it to Ozil, give it to Ozil, yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll create yeah. something. And if you, the minute you're, you're or like... Sanchez. Or Sanchez, Sanchez, yeah. The minute yeah. you're relying yeah. on, on that, I think it's just unhealthy mm. for everybody. What do we think about the, the Leno, the goal? Leno's, you know, palming it out into the into well, dangerous it's an, area. It's, a, it's interesting that he, you know, Czech was not dropped. He had to get injured to be pulled out of the team. And you think, well, Leno has to play fantastically to keep his shirt I think it played quite well but now you'd feel he has to make a big error to be pulled out of the team like at what point and I mean it's an mm. error but I don't think it's a huge error that and also it's a little bit unlucky because I think if it doesn't flick onto holding yeah it then wouldn't fall into the path That's of Milner and you sort of yeah. forget about it yeah which you so, didn't see necessarily with the naked eye and actually yeah. it looked like a really big Leno howler. yeah it looks like yeah. he pushed it right into the middle yeah. of the goal actually it would have gone slightly more away yeah and it wouldn't have happened to go to Liverpool, but it, it's not a great piece of it's not a great piece of goalkeeping. Still in the danger area. Still in the danger. More yeah. where he's come out and done what he's done to Van Dijk, Spot I on. think is a is a is a poorer yeah, error. That's a bigger worry. Yeah, that was a big worry. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Quite I mean, rash. I personally I feel... wanted Czech to keep the shirt, so I'm, I'm probably oh, in the minority I, there. Yeah, but, you're in the minority. Um, I feel, I want Leno to stay being picked to be the first choice, definitely, because he's yeah. the future. Isn't he's he? the future. And why, right. why must mess around? And but I do feel he's. I, I think he's great. He's, he can definitely pass it out from the back brilliantly. Like he's got that down to a T. I almost feel like he's slightly cocky and slightly too bold sometimes. Yeah. But both a with his punching and his palming away, and he, it just generally seems very, very. I mean, it's great to be to be um, you know confident, but I feel it borders sometimes on arrogant. And that the, the, the penalty that he probably should have conceded was all part of that as well. I am. Um, I remember. So Leno's first start was the Brentford League Cup game. And I think it was well, it was only a few days before Czech had been playing in the league, and there was it was that afternoon where there was all that cheering every time Czech got a pass right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I remember that. Yeah, and that then, and really then we came back to the stadium three days later, and not not everyone would have seen this because the, the League Cup games aren't on the telly. But within about two minutes of the game starting, the ball came to Leno's feet, and he completely messed it up. Oh right, yeah. And yeah. it rolled out, it rolled behind him for a corner, yeah. about a yard from the goal. And this guy, this guy behind me, said, "Can we all shut the f up about Czech now, please?" And I thought that was quite funny. Like, you know, these keepers. There's so much pressure on them to yeah. get everything right now, and every little howler, I think we scrutinise a bit too much, and we don't we don't give the credit as much as we as we um, criticise them. But I think you're absolutely right that Leno now he's in there, and he is the future. He's he could be here for five, six, seven years yeah. more, yeah. Uh, and and let's let's get behind him and give him a chance to last his first big test. And mm. I think he did, overall did really well. Um, What's your feeling about Leno? Yeah, I like him. I think I think we do have to use a younger younger player in that position I think the game's moved on and we'll watch him develop and again like we say about centre-backs it's a position where you will learn on the job and you will make the odd error which people will highlight because it's, it's that kind of position and the other big positive was Rob Holding I thought was you know yeah, he's, well, that, I think exciting. I used that line about Holding a couple of times yeah. saying that yeah. you know if you're going to see him at his best you're going to have to see him at his worst first yeah. to get over it because um, you know Go all the way back to Tony Adams. He, you know, he he made big mistakes, oh, yeah, but course, it's what yeah. made him yeah. the player that he became. Yeah. What would you do when Koscielny's back? Because you know, is it just as simple as Koscielny plays with Mustafi? Or no? There's, there's rumours he's that... going. There's rumours he's going in January. Who? I read that. I read rumours well, online Koscielny. saying he's going in January. Yeah, Koscielny. Yeah, yeah I just saw a rumour. I didn't know if he had much uh, credibility. Oh. I read one piece saying that he's going to Aston Villa. I'm sure he's worth oh, a bit more God, than that. Yeah. But. 
but it just goes to show that if that speculation's out there, it's probably been put out there by um, by Arsenal, maybe, and, and and maybe they do want to see what what kind of offers are out there for him, because maybe it has moved on without him. Okay. I mean, you wouldn't really think we've got that many. I was going to say, well, people were saying we were short, you know, at the I think, start. I think so. there's a yeah. report today saying Barcelona uh, are targeting Koscielny. So it's a bit of a drastic. <laughs> Imagine that he's got bench. two opportunities. Villa or Barcelona? <laughs> yeah, you've got yeah. Villa or Barca, Birmingham or Barcelona. I think it's um, it's a really interesting question about what what, what we do when they're all fit because like, they've been injured for so long. Some of our defenders, you kind of forget that Mustafi and Holding and. Socrates are not our like necessarily mm. our first choice, but I'd really I'd really like to see Socrates and um, Holding given a go when yeah. both are fully fit and and just to see what that's like and see what see if it works because Mustafi, interestingly, Mustafi appears to be a big game player. Like the best times of best games he's ever played have been at Stamford Bridge against against Liverpool, and he pockets. He's quite good at pocketing one individual but then when he plays against uh, Palace or uh, dare I say Wolves you know I don't know he seems to get get a bit lost it's almost like he Maybe he needs focus hard. of having, yeah, yeah, like a you just said, a really target. good player playing up against him from a from a, a team that are good and can do you damage. Where he's focused the whole game rather than Spurs on. last season. That was it uh, when we won two 0 and he scored as well. Mm, yeah, he completely pocketed Kane mm. that, that day, he, and and he does well in the, he does well in those games. And then he just has a mistake in him every match that's yeah. seemingly less difficult. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, he wasn't so great against City. In the in the cup finals, was he? He was. He was no, uh, no one was. No, no one was. To be fair, but he was particularly. <laughs> yeah, I true. thought Holding's probably the highlight of the season. Yeah, Holding's one of them. Definitely Holding. In terms of improvement, yeah. that visible improvement. Yeah. yeah. Just to mention their goal, the, the offside goal. Was it? Was it? There was. Did you? If you saw, I watched it back on BT Sport. Did you? Mm. you there was a brilliant bit where the goal was um, ruled out, and there was like. And they were they both didn't neither commentator. I think Steve McManaman was the was the expert. Yeah, they're very under. impartial, Steve McManaman. Yeah, yeah. And, and they to be fair, he did give um, our player the man of the match. Though he could have given okay. it to Van Dyke in theory, and he didn't. So I thought it was interesting. But they um, they just didn't even remark upon it. They thought, well, yeah, that's disallowed. That's fine. Mm. And then and then there was some, literally there was silence for about two minutes. There was silence. I was thinking, is, is what is my sound gone on the TV? So, uh, and and then but and then they they grabbed the referee expert to point out to them that it shouldn't have been disallowed. It was a good goal because yeah. I'm not a qualified referee. Yeah. I referee matches whenever I right. I can for our for our team. Yeah, because everyone mucks in. But I knew immediately that was a mistake. Yeah, I knew immediately it was a mistake. I even said like to my son sitting next to me. I said we've definitely got away with that. There, yeah. there's yeah. no way that's offside. I was level with it. I mean, they got the rule completely the, um, wrong. Yeah. That's the most. That's the yeah. weirdest thing about. Well, it's not clear. Got... Does he think he's interfering? Is that why the flag's gone up, or has he mis misseen that? What point did the flag go up? Did it go up because he thought, right, he's interfering with play at the first point, or that he was? Well, my interpretation in, in is that he classed it as a forward pass, right? So even though it was sure. actually a shot. I'm not yeah. sure if the flag went up to signify he thought actually no, he's interfering just, with play it, because it does to run me, towards the ball. Does run towards the ball. No, but I don't, I, I don't even think it was that. The reason I w- would have given it is because obviously a backwards pass doesn't count. Yeah, and it came back off the post afterwards. He was behind him when he yeah. played the ball. Yeah, no, I, I um, I felt watching it. I felt a bit uncomfortable. I completely agree. I I, I think it was a legit goal, and, and yeah. I felt a bit uncomfortable because it reminded me a lot of our goal in the cup final last year against Chelsea when Ramsey sort of went went to run for the ball and then stopped. 
and Sanchez scored <laughs> and everyone was saying, oh, he's interfering. And that's that. I mean, mm. in the moment, that was what I was thinking. Of. I was like, well, if this mm. is disallowed, then that should have been uh, and vice versa. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Did that, the heat of the moment thing for, for you know, the linesman, oh, yeah. I, I, I just think... He's looked and seen two players clear in our area with no one around them and thought, I don't really remember what's happened here. I mean, as in, I don't really remember what's happened in the last two seconds, yeah. but I can see that there are two players there. I think I should be given offside here without... Yeah, he raised the flag really, yeah. too early. Wasn't, isn't, that the prop, wasn't that the issue that he, that he saw... As you say, yeah, I think he. Th- I, I think, think he, he gave it because he thought Mane's interfering, right. and therefore Mane was in an offside yeah. position, just probably wasn't in interfering. Uh, but hey, our oh, good luck. Yeah, we'll take Let's it. Not, not we've, we've had a, we've had a bit of bad luck. In the I thought the, mo- the thing Alan be most excited about in the last week at Arsenal would be Carl Jenkinson's return to, to first team <laughs> like, football. I'm surprised we've done half an hour nearly, and you've not mentioned it. <laughs> I've tweeted about about him today. You know, I can't. can't oh, I haven't seen can't that. Go, can't go one day without tweeting about. Is it you that tweeted the video of his performance in in Munich? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be that cruel. Someone, someone, no, someone's put a little video montage of him against Bayern that time we won two nil years oh, right. ago and it's amazing it's, amazing. it's like the best it's the best video reel you could see of a, of a defen- defensive performance in Munich yeah. and I was watching again that is mental he has had a couple of good he's games he's had a few yeah. great games yeah. I, I, I mean obviously I <laughs> saw him under Sam Allardyce because uh, you know my company's sponsorship of West Ham and, and actually under Sam Allardyce he had a decent season um, that was the season that the, the fullback on the other side uh, Aaron Cresswell actually won Hammer of the Year because they were both both told to do a specific thing and they both managed to do it with their athleticism and um, just listening to that instruction. But no, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of him at all. But he, he actually played in one of the first Billich games and had the worst game I've ever seen from oh, a yeah, defender yeah, in the yeah, Premier League uh, against Bournemouth. <laughs> I think he gave away three goals and then the fourth goal... Only three? Was, the, no, the fourth goal was him actually uh, making a challenge where he got sent off and then they scored from that free kick. So he was at fault for all four goals. <laughs> but I coach a team that scored five own goals yesterday, so I cannot oh, okay. talk. How old, five how old own are goals. the players in that team? Under 14. Oh, well, I mean, you know, Absolute freak <laughs> game. We scored five goals for it's the Carl opposition and won at 11-7. But it wow. feels like we lost five own goals, absolute free own nice. goals. So nice. those kind of things can happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Suspected dodgy betting on that sort of activity. Well, yeah, they're, they're, only, under they're only young, level. but uh, you know, These should days. have a little look next week. It, it yeah. was exciting though to advance in the league. Oh, Tottenham, yeah, definitely, Tottenham in the yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Now we've got the interesting situation of how because now we're going to be playing Tottenham twice, aren't we? That's quite close yeah. to the league game as well. I wonder what kind of it's team the league is, game is, first. Yeah, the league, the league game first. first. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, clearly he's playing very strong teams anyway. So he's playing like you know. Well, half, he gave a debut. Yeah, gave a debut. In the debut to, to, uh, how does how does how one do you pronounce, pronounce it? Yes, Plegozelo. Plegozelo. Yeah, I think that's a good effort. I mean, he's been at the club five years. He had a sort of loan in Spain playing Segunda B, but this is a uh, first time he's a. Uh, Appeared for Arsenal, but that was probably. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's an interesting one because you got. I think I mentioned in these in the notes I prepared. People think of like Inketia, and I think we've been expecting Mm. to see him. You know, in a you know in some of these either Europa Mm. League or and it's not happening. Just sat on the bench the other night on an environment where you thought, well, Mm. we've got probably the easiest draw we could have got in in the Carabao Cup. If there's a game to give him one, then give him a game, but. Yep, I think um, it. It make, it's starting to make a little bit more sense now. Um, if you think back to the end of the transfer window and um, Chambers going out on loan and, and Reese Nelson going out on loan and people questioning, I think it's because we've be- 
become so used to seeing those players play all the games apart from mm. Europe and, and the Premier League. But it, it appears that Emery he rotates well and he wants to yeah. win. He wants to win these cups and he's got mm. the history of winning these cups. We've seen him do it every club he's been at. So it, it's, a, it's a positive, I think. If he can keep them fit and not knacker them out, does, does he do that? And again, this isn't a sweeping conclusion just because you know we're, we're sort of 14, 15 games into the season. Um, but does he do that to ensure that there's competition for places because you can actually move up from being in the EFL Cup squad to playing in the Premier League, like we've actually seen in the first few weeks? Mm. And if he ensures that everyone in the squad knows that and that there is competition surely you end up getting the best of everything there rather than actually, and again, I hate to say it, but Wenger sort of almost defined his uh, Europa League and EFL Cup squad very early on and it didn't seem that he wanted to mix between the two unless there were injuries and suspensions. Here, it's a bit of a meritocracy and yeah, all the better for it. I mean, there's no chance we'd have seen like Aubameyang coming on for the last 15 minutes this time last year and that has to give like you know more encouragement to you know all those people involved in the League Cup and also it means if you are in danger of the game becoming a little bit you know tense or Mm. you you know we did have a tense sort of 15-20 minutes of that game that you've got you've got some weapons on on your bench but to have a third home draw in a row in the Cup that's you know pretty fortunate and a great chance to make a semi-final Mm. and then you know, again, oh, one yeah. step away, two steps away from Wembley. But, I'm getting quite excited. And look, also, you know, you know, you talked about the atmosphere on a midweek, you know, not quite a midweek night, but a 5.30 mm. kickoff. To have Tottenham come for an oh, yeah. evening game, you know, we're not used to that. They're usually Saturday or Sunday mm. lunchtime, so it'd be great fun. To, and I'm sure that would be a full... I did see a bit of discussion about the ticket pricing. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's been resolved yet. Not uh, sure. I just, I just noticed a couple of people with close links to the club said Darren that... Darren Arsenal had mentioned yeah. that Tottenham had rejected the idea yeah. of a 10 Initial chats with Tottenham, structure. they've said that they don't... But then it. I saw someone go back to Darren from the Tottenham Supporters Trust saying that wasn't the case and... Um, you know that was that was incorrect, and they've just asked for their ten percent allocation. That's what they're still working All on. Right. So. It's just as well. Let's hope so. Yeah, because it, it should be. Pounds, it should be yeah. I've got a little bit of insight from Tottenham last week. So I did actually go to the West Ham Tottenham game in in the, the previous round. Yep. Um, everyone thought that Tottenham would rest players just because obviously they had a massive game on Monday night. Um, I think they cope with it well. They, they had uh, Son and Lorente up front, and. Um, I mean, I thought, and I wasn't being biased on the night, but I thought they got a bit lucky with the two goals that they scored. It was almost like West Ham just made these defensive errors that actually turned into about the best pass you could make to play a striker in. And that was Son, who's, you know, incredibly quick and a good finisher. Mm. So I think it was slightly more balanced than than the, the scoreline you're seeing a 3-1. And I think they're there for the taking if we if we play a reasonably strong, strong team. Yeah. No. It does feel it does feel a bit like Spurs have an awful lot more to lose all, yeah. of, all of a sudden than they did they even, got the even depth. two or three They've months not got ago. The depth. This is it. And, I mean, do you remember? I remember that summer when we only signed Czech, and yeah. we were absolutely ripped to pieces by anyone and everyone who, who knows anything about football. And even six months later, well, that's what you get if you only sign. You don't sign any mm. outfield players. You only sign a keeper. Spurs didn't sign anybody after a summer where basically their whole squad played a World Cup and got quite far in it. Mm. And it's just, it's incredible 
And they're now in a position where they, they're so in debt with their stadium, they arguably can't afford to buy anyone mm. that good in January either. I mean, it'd be well, they're basically they're replicating what, what we did yeah. five years ago. Although, wasn't, right. it, wasn't the year you mentioned when we went there and beat them 2-0 with two Flamini goals? Yeah, the volley. So they they're, above, they're above they us are. right now in the league. Still. I mean, obviously, we've just played mm. Liverpool. A bit lucky got, the weekend. Um, they they got, were lucky the weekend, yeah. Got, but, I'm happy. I've seen them a couple of times the last few weeks. I'm quite happy... Quite happy to be playing them quite Have they soon. got Chelsea yeah. next week as well? Um, I think it's the Man- Man- Manchester derby this weekend. Because it's one of those things where there's a big game every weekend now, which is good. The rivals are playing each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we've already played the three teams above us. Apart from Spurs. Yeah, they must be due to play Chelsea too. I, I, think, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think sure. On the 24th. Know sure. On the 24th yeah. is Tottenham. Right. So we've got City playing United and uh, Spurs playing Chelsea. So mm. there's an opportunity if we can beat Wolves and Bournemouth. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be quite a rosy position. Yeah. Tottenham well, let's could be out of Champions League contention by the end of tomorrow. Night, oh, that, then we'll get yeah. drawn against them in the Europa League. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could have a season win, of playing Spurs relentlessly. If we win on Thursday, we're through in the Europa League, aren't we? Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you'd be there on Thursday night, boy. I'm going to be there on Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward absolutely. to it. Yeah, nice fish supper first, apparently. Fish supper. Yeah. Yep. Fish and chips or just fish? I think it's mainly fish. I think it's, it's like quite a swanky <laughs> fish restaurant. One of our gang has booked nice. for us. Just saying. Yeah. And Sunday important. as well. Very yeah. nice. Sunday as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of home games. Lovely in, 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 yeah. Four in a row, is it? Four it's, in a row. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Eight it? o'clock yeah. kickoff, so you can have an extra little yeah, thank glass God. of wine. Thank you, actually, exactly. <laughs> thank God it's not that six o'clock kickoff, I'll be furious. <laughs> Talking of which, it's time for predictions. Um, Nadine, we predict, we give um, completely pointless predictions of the score in every, every, at the end of every podcast, Lovely. as I'm sure you're aware. Um, so, Lisbon, Thursday, what's going to happen, do you think? Um, I... I think both games will be 3-1 to Arsenal. Oh, I love it. Good uh, Bold early predictions. Honestly, I, I can't tell you how many times in the last few years we have won 3-1 at the Emirates. Really? And I've, every time I say that to people, they go, really, have we? And then you go back and you look through the results cool. and you see 3-1 is, apart from, like, a win by one goal, mm. it's 3-1. Right. And, and I just, I love it. So I'm going to go okay. with 3-1 because I'm in a good mood at the moment. Okay, great. I have a little look at that for the betting stats. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I was quite excited about that. Yeah, yeah. A, good yeah. a lot of 3 ones. Good yeah. like that. be yeah. about 16-1 to one, I, most I games. I think it's so. just... <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, We're all going to be on 3-1. I'm betting on 3-1 <laughs> yeah. Worth now. a five at every yeah. home game. Okay. Um, Lisbon game, I think we'll win 2-0. Uh, I think we'll keep clean sheet. Wolves game, I'm going to go 2-2. I... Ooh. I think there's another little blip in the road here. Mm. Um, a blip in the road? Yeah, I, th- I think a bump in the road. <laughs> yeah, a blip in the road, is that, is that a phrase? <laughs> Definitely not. I've just made it up. Yeah. But <clears throat> I just think I just think there'll just be a little bit of a reality check. I'm not saying it's all doom and gloom. I'm just mm. saying that okay. they might be the kind of team that play the kind of way that and might take advantage of those kind of chances. We've been gifting mm. teams of that level when we've been favourites for matches. And I, I think that they might get two on the night, and I just don't think we'll manage to get three. So 2-2 two, two in well. that game. I went to the Lisbon away game and was oh, yeah. amazed at how poor I thought Lisbon were, considering yeah. that at home only Barcelona yeah. had beaten them in the last year. So you've got to think at home advantage, I'll be exactly with Al on, on, on a 2-0 win. As for Wolves, I, I also largely agree with that. I'm, I'm convinced Wolves will get at least a goal, probably a couple of goals. Um, you know, they've got great attacking players, and look, they've got you know Portugal's you know number one. They've got a very, very solid keeper. It was unusual to see them, a bit uncharacteristic to see the way they sort of had that first half against Spurs. Sloppy, yeah. I'm going to go three-two. I think Arsenal just just edge it. Um, 
So, yeah, hope I think right. hopefully a good week ahead, boys. Mm. What do you think? I was going to say 3-2. No, I can't. Yeah, of course can't, you can, boys. No. It's not like you keep a record of this anyway. I keep a meticulous... I've got a war chart. I've got a spreadsheet. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say... <laughs> 3-0. Has anyone said that yet? No. Against Lisbon or Wolves? 3-0 against Lisbon. Yeah. Sorry. And then against Wolves, I'm going to say 2-1. 2-1. 2-1 and some lovely fish. Lovely yeah. fish. That's before. That's pre- the uh, Pre-Lisbon. Pre-Lisbon. Yeah. Just make it clear. <laughs> Just for clarity's sake. If your fish is that good, you Basically, might have Durham, it ahead of uh, Wolves as well. Durham has booked the fish restaurants. It's all Sounds down, down to him. And, and obviously the... the um, the Saturday game is, you know, clashes with. Is it playing on Saturday or Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Oh, four thirty. Oh, yeah. you know, clashes with his live. He's got. He's doing X Factor every week live now on Saturday and Sunday. It's, it's hard. Selfish. Yeah. Anyway, on that a gratuitous note. Thank you very much, Nadim. Great Thanks day, Nadim. Thanks yeah. for coming. Excellent day. What are you? Are you uh, performing in something at the moment? Oh yeah, um, plug I'm in? about to. I am, but I'm about to go abroad. I'm going to uh, Oslo for a couple of weeks to do um, some like big orchestral concerts of. Well. Leonard Bernstein stuff, so like West Side Story yeah. on the town. That so you sing, you're yeah, singing, yeah. you're the, the singer at these concerts. One of four, one, one of four. four. Okay, backed by lavish, huge orchestra. It's pretty cool. You get a tux on, and it's you know, it's, incredible. it's nice. And then you know, the flip side is doing a play under a railway arch for two hundred ninety quid a week. Well, okay, so it's a so. world of ups and downs, but it's uh, yeah, it's good fun. Brilliant. Being being a professional singer, when you're at football, do you feel under pressure to start songs? Uh, I feel I feel like I can think of two or three occasions where I've actually not been able to go to work. I mean, no one will be listening to this who is in my profession, so that's great. But there was you a never game. know. Luke Kemner. Luke Kemner will be. He'll yeah. like this. You're... The first season at the Emirates, we went one nil down to West Ham, and Jens Lehmann got Jens Lehmann did a calamity. Uh, it was oh, right yeah. at the beginning of the season. Darren, um, not, what was his name? Bobby Zamora scored. Oh, I remember this now. And then we came back and I screamed so loudly that I had to miss the dress rehearsal of my, oh my show God. the next day. And so since then, Valuable lesson. I've been like, you know what? I'm just going to be one of those fans who just sits here and watches a game. Hmm. Wow. But I, I clap yeah. a lot. Yeah, you've got, you've got to keep your voice for that Lozano Bernstein yeah. songs, definitely. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Wow, well, I'm glad you've even well, taken the time coming. to speak yeah. for... 45, 50 well, minutes on this very podcast. Thanks to Alan. I've loved it. Thanks to Alan as ever. Yes, Thank you. Bromley Boys is out on DVD. Oh, yeah. I should Alan, say. Alan's also an actor. He is in, has a, has a starring role in the film Bromley Boys out on with Alan Davis. That's correct. Right. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's out on DVD. They, they it's still getting fantastic me, reviews. Still haven't sent me a bloody copy of it. I mean, See, that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I had you at the top of the list. I know. Right, um, I'm going to check out strongly, wo- strongly, or, strongly no, worded email. It's my coming. job to review DVDs and films. Yeah, well. play with legend Partly. could also promote it as well. I'm sure. Oh, we get there. You go. <laughs> Every week. Uh, thanks. thanks, and we'll be back next week. Thanks. Bye. This is a playback media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network.